in church. No way, no way to follow that. Um, so, all right, we're going to get real interactive this morning. Okay, so what I want everyone to do is I want you to think back to your favorite Christmas. Okay, so picture that best Christmas ever, right? Picture the best present that you got and think about what that present is, right? I'm going to maybe even call on a couple of you to share this. Now, for some people, maybe that best present was a car, right? You turn 16, maybe you got a car, right? Maybe it's a BB gun. Maybe it's your first bit of makeup, right? But when you got that present, what were some of the things that were said to you after that present was opened? What would your parents tell you? Use it wisely, okay. Edmund, what you got? All right, he's thinking. So when I got a BB gun, right, I was told one specific thing. And what do you guys think it was? Don't point at your sister, okay? Maybe I'm the only one, but that was definitely one of the rules, right? When um, I worked hard and uh, I was able to get a car, I was told what? What do you think? Well, yeah, not just don't crash the car, but what else? Drive safely, follow the rules, right? If you get makeup, some of the directions are maybe, let's use it moderately, right? We don't want to look, have like a clown face, right? There's do's and don'ts that we get when you have different gifts that we have. So think about that for a second. Why do you think our parents, our grandparents, whoever gave us these things, why do you think they had those do's and don'ts attached? What do you think, Riley? Why do you think your parents tell you how to use something? Might be safer, yeah? And they know you. They know what you're capable of. They know that without proper direction, you'll probably misuse it. So think about some of the gifts that God has given us. What will, you know, God's given us a lot of good gifts, and he wants us to share those gifts, and he wants us to take those gifts and go out into our neighborhoods and reach people for Jesus. And one of the best gifts that he gives us is prayer. And we're going to spend these next four weeks talking about prayer, talking about how it's designed, how to use it, how to not use it. And that's going to be primarily our focus this morning, because as Jesus is teaching, he goes, hey, here's this great gift of prayer I'm about to give you. But by the way, use it this way. These are the things that you should not do, right? You should follow the rules that I have for you. So can anybody name this movie? A Christmas Story. I thought it was Christmas Carol 2. I ended up having to Google it. Okay. So for the older folks in the room, because the kids are looking at this like I have no idea who this kid is. What did this kid just get for Christmas? He got a Red Ryder BB gun. That's all he wanted was this BB gun. And he got this BB gun, and his parents told him one thing. And what was the one thing he told him? Don't shoot your eye out. And look at what happened. He literally shot his eye out. He didn't listen to his parents. 
used a good gift that they gave him improperly, and it, it didn't go too well. So as we talk in these next couple of verses, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, if you want to flip there. Think about how we can improperly use some of the good gifts that God has given us in this series, Teach Us to Pray. If I were to ask you to describe for me a good relationship, what are some of the things that you can expect in a good relationship? Honesty? Honesty? Good. Okay. And by the way, parents, stop letting the kids bail you out. You guys got to talk too. Honesty? Good communication? Cam, what you got? What's that? Truthfulness? Yes. Good. Love, what? Empathy, yeah. Lots, lots of good things, right? So God gives us this good gift of prayer, and prayer is designed to work on that relationship with God, right? So think about, let's say, your spouse, right? And if I were to say to you, what kind of relationship do you have with your spouse? Is it a good relationship, bad relationship? How are things going, right? And this is not where the, you don't have to share this time. But, right? So think about that for a second, right? Now, I can tell you that if you don't talk to each other, right, guess what? Probably not a good relationship. It's probably not going well, right? Think about maybe your parents. If you're not really talking to your parents, probably not a great relationship currently. Probably not working properly the way that it was designed to, the way that God wants it to happen. So how does that work with our relationship to our Heavenly Father? He designed this gift of prayer. He gave it to you. He said, here's this gift. Use it. Communicate with me. And if we don't use it, how do we think our relationship's going with God? This one you can answer. Riley. Probably not great, right? Now, he wants us to realign with him, right? That's one of those things that prayer does. When we go in and we start talking about prayer, all through our week, all week long, all we're hearing is things that are our way, right? We're in control. We know when we're going to stop and get gas. We know when we can stop and pick this up. We know our schedule. We know how we can dominate everything we want to do, right? We have the ability to control it all. And then we have this thing of prayer where God says, pump the brakes a second, check in with me, and realign with what I have for you. Because what happens is we get going, we go, 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 go. And then we check back in with God and it's like, hey, man, uh, last time we talked was Tuesday. And look at all these decisions that you've made since then. Look at all these things you've done since then that I had a better plan for you. I had something else in mind. And that relationship has to kind of get reinvigorated. Now, the good news is that God does that with us. So let's jump in in verse 5 of chapter 6 and read how Jesus begins before he gets to the disciples' prayer. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have reached or received their reward. 
But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So Jesus is pretty clear about what not to do in prayer, right? And he goes in and he starts off and he says, you must not be like the hypocrites, right? So a couple of things we want to make sure we understand about this very first verse. First of all, it's implied that we're going to pray, right? It's right there. When you pray, right? It's like when you drive the car. But sometimes we don't even do the prayer part. We don't even get the first step, right? So Jesus is saying, hey, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. So hypocrites is just a big word that means what? Unsmart people? Not, not bad. Anything else? Right. People who are saying, do this thing, and then all the while they're doing this other thing. It'd be like if I stood in front of you and was like, hey, guys, work out, diet. <laughs> like that, that's hypocrite, right? Okay, that's an easy example of that, okay? So Jesus first off says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, okay? Hypocrites is a word that's been thrown at people that have followed Jesus since the very beginning. And then he goes in, he says, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So let's, let's unpack this for a second. Think about the times that you've been praying with someone or a prayer meeting or uh, you've heard someone pray and they just, the, the language is just beautiful, right? It's super elegant, super flowery language. It's one of those prayers that goes on for like 25 minutes, right? And it's like, oh man, listen to all this, right? The question is, is that person praying to reconnect, right? The purpose of prayer, to realign with God and what God would have us be doing, or is that person trying to impress the group? Is that person trying to, in the synagogue, stand there and point everything back to themselves? Or are they trying to realign with God? Now, that's a, that's a hard issue, right? That we got to figure out whether or not that person is actually following God or not. But what I love is, he says, they have received their reward. What does reward mean? So, what's that? Right, so you get paid for something, right? You did something, so you get something back. So, if a, let's, let's use this person. You know, let's say it's, it's uh, person A, right? They have this prayer, and the prayer is for them isn't about what, they, what actually realigning with God. It's just trying to draw attention to themselves. They're doing the hypocrite stuff, right? And Jesus says they've already received their reward. What reward did they get? Recognition, attention, okay? Status, okay? It's the show. And here's the thing. Look, look at the picture real quick. Is that appealing? 
Is it appealing to get a lot of attention? It is, right? Now, you may not necessarily be the person who wants to stand on a stage and get a lot of attention, but it is appealing to get recognition from people, for people to think great things about you, right? And, and he says, they've received their reward. But then when you pray, go into the room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you. So it's a completely different thing. So we have a choice to make. Do we pray with the idea that we want to get the reward of recognition from people? Or do we pray that we want a reward coming from God because we want to realign with God? And those are two different things. So I want to have a little exercise, okay? We're going to have a game show, okay? What, uh, what do you need for a game show? People. Need people. So we, we, need, we need some contestants. We need an audience. And luckily, we got some kids here. So I think the kids can probably help us out with this. So my contestants are going to be right here sitting down. Sophia, have a seat next to Riley. Now I need all the kids up on the stage. Okay, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. You guys are going to be our studio audience. Up here. Up here. Up here, Gooby. All right. Sit right here. Sit right here. Okay. Sit, 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 sit. Okay. Now, what does a studio audience do? You've never seen a game show before? They laugh. And they... All right, let's practice. Show me your best clap. All right, now show me a standing ovation. That means you stand up and clap. Okay, good job, good job. Have a seat, have a seat. Okay, now we have our contestants, okay? Now this game is called Prayer O Fortune. Okay, say it with me. Prayer O Fortune. Okay, ready? So our first contestant... Is Sophia Gagnon, Studio Alliance. Give her a round of applause. Come on up. Now, Sophia, since you are our first contestant on Prayer of Fortune, you are going to pray for our audience. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you do that. But you are going to pray in front of our audience. Now, your prayer is going to be beautiful. It's going to remember every single person's name that we talked about in our prayer requests, right? You're not going to miss anybody. You're going to have the most beautiful language. And you're going to have little pictures that you kind of drop into your prayer to make it sound really impactful and a big deal. And everyone's going to go, oh, listen to Sophia. Oh, you know, but you're going to play a hypocrite for this one. I appreciate that, though. So... You're going to offer that prayer, and your heart in this prayer is going to be for, look, is going to be for getting recognition from people. It's not going to be a prayer to realign you with what God wants. Okay? So is this a good prayer or a bad prayer? It's, yeah, it's a horrible prayer, right? But watch this. Studio audience, give her a standing ovation. <laughs> Now, 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 hold on. Does that feel good? It does feel good, right? Okay, good job, studio audience. Go ahead and have a seat. Now, yeah, that feels great, right? But your heart wasn't pointing back towards God. It was pointing back towards getting some claps, right? You basically just got a bunch of likes on Instagram. Okay? Now, that's your reward. Or behind door number two... 
you can follow God, get realigned with God, and he can use you to be impactful to show people who he is. Which of those two doors would you choose? You choose, okay. All right, so you chose correctly. Good job. You may have a seat now. Now, our second contestant is Riley Lockstead for, give it up for Riley. Okay, now Riley, your prayer, come here, come here. your prayer, you have trouble remembering people's names, right? You can't remember all the different people who have prayer requests, right? But on your way into church today, you thought about trying, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, studio, sit up please. So on your way into church today, you thought about, hey, I want to make sure that my heart is ready for worship and that I'm prepared to meet and follow God, right? So you took a minute and you kind of prayed to God and said, hey God, I need you to help me. I need you to check me. I need you to kind of get me in the right mindset so that I can go in and, and worship people or worship God with people together, right? Then you got here and because you were realigned with God, right? You, you were more connected. Hey guys, sit up please. Gooby, sit down please. Hey, hey, studio audience, do you want to stay up here? Go ahead and have a seat, Edmund. So, listen up. So you, you realigned with God throughout your prayer, right? But guess what? The studio audience, they didn't see any of that, right? They were playing and doing their own thing. So you got no likes. You got no claps. How's that feel? It doesn't feel great, right? But what reward do you get? What's behind door number two? Okay, God, but what about God? You get to worship him now, right? You get to sing. You get to hear his word. And you get to engage with God, meaning you get to connect with God. You get that relationship that we talked about, right? And you get to be realigned so that when we step out of these four walls and your job is to go meet people and introduce them to follow God, your heart is in a better place and you're ready to do that. Is that better than claps and likes? But claps and likes are fun, right? So is this something that you got to do regularly? No, it is. You got to kind of recalibrate, right? You got to check your heart. And see, this is something that a lot of people miss. We don't spend that time with God so that we don't reconnect with God. And then we wonder why God doesn't seem to be using us. So good job by you. You chose wisely. Have a seat, Riley. Studio audience, you guys did a great job. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Thank you very much. Go have a seat. Go have a seat. Okay, so I know it seems silly, and it's kids and it's a game show, but guys, this life. Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's life, right? We get to choose. We get to choose every single day. What are we doing? Are, are, we, are we following God? Are we picking what's behind door number two, which is a reward in heaven and being used by God now? Or do we want the show? What do you want? Because the reality of the situation is that show is really appealing. And it's immediate. But it's not lasting. It's not genuine. God offers us alignment with him, and he uses prayer to do that. we got to check ourselves and figure out where our hearts are and how we are actually using this good gift that God has given. 
So that's a tire. And if you've not gotten your tires realigned, like I used to not do that all the time, what happens, Josh? Your tire's going to blow out, right? And it's always going to happen at the absolute worst time. It just is. just how it works, right? So I want you to think for a second. I'm a very visual person, and hopefully this is helpful for you too. We're designed by God with a purpose in mind. And kids, what's our, what's our purpose? What does God want out of us? God wants us to follow him, right? Introducing people to who he is, right? So when we're designed to follow God, he gives us the tools that we need. We're a tire on the road. And over time, when we don't work on that connection, when we don't cultivate that relationship with God, guess what happens to the tire? Gets a little tilty. Sometimes we get a little bit more tilty than we should. And then if you ride like that, tilty for a while, you get really worn in. And then what happens is it can blow. And when it blows, that's God getting your attention. And that isn't always fun. But I want you to think about the fact that Jesus aligns us through prayer. That's what he does. He's given us prayer. He's given us this connection to him. He's given us the ability to realign with him constantly. You can reach out to God anytime you want. You can realign with him. You can follow him. And it's right there available for you at any time. Think about it like a checkpoint. It reconnects, 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 realigns, realigns, realigns. And what is the purpose of the realignment? It's to take what he has given you out into your neighborhoods to meet and follow Jesus. Introduce people to do that. That's what he wants from us. So we have a choice to make. Are we going to kind of do our own thing? Are we going to go for the show? Are we going to look for the likes? Are we going to look for the claps? Or are we going to go for the reward that is everlasting? The heavenly reward. What are we going to do? Now, the reality of the situation is, I'm telling you, it's very easy to pick the show. It's so easy to get to, to pick the show. It's the default. It's the same reason why when I got that BB gun handed to me, the first thing that was said to me was, don't point it at your sister. Because it's so easy to point that BB gun at your sister. It's so easy to use a gift that's given you in an improper way. It's so easy to be the hypocrite. It's so easy to grandstand in, in your walk with God and not point people back towards God, but point people back towards you. Because you know what? I mean, you're pretty awesome, right? You feel it? That's what this is. This walk with God was not designed to make us look incredible. It was designed to make him look incredible. And that's the difference. So are we going to choose tour number two? Rewarding from God, everlasting, or door number one. Now, in Kid Nation, we do this thing to help us remember our big ideas. Now, adults, you're on the hook. You got to do this too. So what we do is whatever the big idea is, we do it with hand gestures to help us remember it. So kids, what's our symbol for Jesus? Jesus is the crown, right? The king, okay? Now, a lines. Lines is a hard one. Remember the tire, right? So what happens when the tire's off as opposed to a tire being flat, right? So we're going to do a lines like this. Off and now straight. Off, now straight, okay? Us, what's us? 
Well, that's we. Us is here, right? Through prayer. What's prayer? Okay? Now, we're going to teach the adults, and the adults are going to do it too. You ready? Jesus aligns us through prayer. One more time. Jesus aligns us through prayer. All right, now ready? We're not going to help them now. Adults, go. Give it up. What's up? We can clap for them, but not in a showy way. Not in a showy way for God. So um, let's now pray the way that Jesus calls us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.